0: So uh, so we've been in a collection of teachings called Relate, um, and so today, I mean, I've been tasked with talking with you about how to relate to family, and, and I'm going to talk more specifically about relating to, to children or the next generation, and seeing how I'm only 30 years old, I only have one child, and I've been married not quite six years, what I lack in experience, I'm going to make up for with really insightful scripture verses, okay? So um, if you guys want real hands-on hands-on training, you need to show up to the parenting small group today at 4.30 with Patrick and Natalie They have four children, all out of the house, all serving the Lord. I hang around those guys, you know what I mean? So, um, so it's awesome. I'm going to open up with a verse. Proverbs 24.3 says this, it takes wisdom to have a good family. Wow, it's pretty direct. It takes wisdom to have a good family. And it takes understanding to make it strong. And so what we have here is this whole idea that, man, we've got to get some wisdom. If we want to have a good family dynamic, I believe if you want to have a good life, you've got to get some wisdom. And then, I mean, it takes some understanding. It takes actually applying what you've gained, not just some simple instruction, but real wisdom, understanding, applying it to your life to really make your family strong, your relationship strong, your life strong. And so I want to pray for the message today because you, how many of you guys know a seed ain't no good if it don't find its way into some soil, right? And so, uh, let's be real. Sometimes, you know, in, in life our hearts can get hardened. Um, man, we could, we can kind of come in here and, and listen to a message. I've been there. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't, I don't struggle with that. You know, I, that won't work in my life. You know what I mean? And so uh, let's allow God to soften our hearts today, amen? Let's allow God to speak through us to what He, the kind of person he wants to lead us into. Will you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to share your word, to bring this message today, Jesus. And I just pray for those here today, God, that it would be a blessing to them, Father God, that their hearts would open up to receive your word, Jesus to receive the things, God, that you want to do in their life, to invest, to impart in them, Lord. And so, Father God, we just pray blessing over today's teaching. Speak today in Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said, come on, everybody said, worship the Lord a little bit. Can we get a little hallelujah going just to start off? Yeah, all right. I just got to know that you're with me. Okay, so have you ever, found yourself at a place in life, a moment in time where the contents of your child or somebody's child's diaper have become too much for the diaper to handle by itself. And those contents are now covering parts of your body, your clothing, all around you. Anybody here today found yourself in that place? It's on your hands. It's on your arms. Somehow it got behind your ears. You know what I mean? Like no idea how this happened. I have. I for sure have. Um, and I remember being a prospective dad and talking to a current dad and him telling me about his story where he was just, I mean, it was, it was horrific. I was like, this is a PG-13 story right now about what happened in your son's diaper. And... And I was just sitting there, I was like, you know what? I thought to myself, that'll never happen to me. Surely I am more responsible than this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I will make sure, I will take the necessary steps, the necessary precautions to make sure that doesn't happen to me. Well, then fast forward, here I am with my blessed child, Oliver James Linton. And we are walking through Target and then all of a sudden you see that walk and parents, you know that walk. You know what I'm saying? It's that, it's that kind of like, very slow, very suspecting. It's like a waddle. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Oliver, Oliver, do, do you need to go potty? No. And he was right. Because it had already happened, and so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, and it, y'all, it, it just it, and and bear with me, okay? Um, but you know, it wasn't just like polite. It wasn't a very, I'll just use that word. It wasn't very a very polite situation that he had done. Um, this this was we, we we're talking blowout. And, um, and so I'm thinking like, I I just don't want anybody to know. All right. I don't want to have to go get a target employee, get the mop, get the mop. Okay. So I just, I scoop him up. I'm running outside. Okay. I'm grabbing him. I get to the car. I'm like, why didn't I bring a diaper bag? I'm so unprepared. You know what I mean? All of those things. And you know, I get him. I get him to the car and I just look at myself and I thought it happened to me. Here I am covered riding all the way home. (sighs) fantastic fantastic and uh you know it's funny because you know i think we all have our own list of things in life that we think we won't do or, or won't happen to us right um i won't be that parent my my marriage won't look like theirs we all have an idea of what our life is and isn't going to be like but then there are things that happen outside of our control, right? It's frustrating and it's humbling. And uh, you may be here today, and you may admit that, man, there's a lot of things about your life that you didn't intend to happen. Some good, some not so good. And, and maybe, man, when you think about your life right now, it's like, how did I, how did I get here? This was never my aim. And I was going to avoid all of the mess, but now I'm covered in it. Right. And uh, so I just, I, th- I think it's important for us to uh, remember that, man, there's just these times in life where we realize like, wow, my life does not look like what I thought it was, or man, I got this mess all over me that I never intended for it to be here. How did this, how did this happen? And so, man, I just, I want to throw out some principles that are um, in scripture that I think will be life-giving and maybe even a lifeline for some of you here today. As you build your family or um as you build your life no matter what season or circumstance you're in these principles i believe can really be applied to anybody no matter who you are kids no kids married not married um and uh you know th- they're simple and i believe simple is important i want to tell you guys about uh a story that happened this week and i'll tell you what this was high levels of conviction okay so i was on um uh social media and i saw this post uh, that was shared by this mom and she was talking about, um, you know, how oftentimes it, we want to go and, and and do the really big thing. Right. And uh, she was talking about how this is especially true for maybe some of the dads. Right. That we kind of have this like real adventurous. We're going to go slay the dragon type mindset. Uh, but, you know, she was drawing a uh, parallel to the story of Naaman in the Bible. He was the king, right? He's this great military leader, this really, like, awesome guy and just crazy. And and uh, he had leprosy, right? And so um, Elisha's like, sends word to him. Elisha doesn't even come to him. Elisha just sends word to him. Oh, just go tell him to go uh, uh, dip in the Jordan River seven times, right? And uh, easy enough. And so Naaman hears this, and he's like, angry like he was mad at how simple the instruction was you know and so his servants even asked you know if if he'd asked you to do some great thing you would have done it but you're not even willing to go bathe in the water right and so y'all this this uh this mom, she, you know, she posed this hypothetical uh, conversation between a man and God. And I'm going to read it to you today. And, and maybe some of you men in the room, you'll experience the high level of conviction that I did. And so it starts with this. The man says, hey, God, I just want you to know that I'm committed to protecting my family at all costs. God says, gosh, that is so great to hear. One of the main things I need you to do to protect your family is laundry tons of laundry you know kids they are so susceptible to infections and, and viruses athlete's foot lice, strep throat colds and flus pneumonia and diarrhea are serious killers of children under five the list is endless so you're going to need to do laundry pretty much daily launder their socks their underwear their sheets put their sneakers through the wash I can't emphasize this enough protecting your family involves a lot of laundry God says, you know, are you ready to protect your family? Man says, you bet. I'm ready. If anyone touches my kids, they're dead meat. If someone breaks into my home, I'll take them out. And God says, is there anything you're willing to do to protect your family that's not the plot of a Liam Neeson movie, okay? An action-adventure movie. Listen, to protect your family, the thing I need you to do is to teach thorough hand-washing, okay? Basically, you'll need to carefully wash your hands, your kids' hands several times a day until they're old enough to do it themselves. At that point, you'll need to supervise the hand washing for several years until you know they've mastered it. And from then on, you just need to spend another 10 years asking them to wash their hands multiple times a day before school, after school, before meals, after potty breaks. Is that cool? Man says, well, um," God says, not what you had in mind? Let me guess. If I needed someone to dig a hole on an asteroid, plant a bomb in the hole to blow up the asteroid in order to save Earth, you'd be the first in line. The man says, yes, that's me. God says, just go do some laundry and wash your hands. And I, y'all, I threw my phone across the room. I was just like, oh, you know what I mean? Because in my life, and uh, in my life, it is so easy for me to look at the, the really big adventurous things And it's so often that the Lord is trying to remind me and through the prayers of my wife (laughs) are trying to remind me, the Holy Spirit nudging me to say, hey, listen, I need you to lean into some of the simple things, you know. And there's there's some real practical things that you could do around your house that I promise you will make a huge difference in your marriage. Yes, I want you to go slay the dragons, but yeah, it would be helpful if you helped out with some laundry and washed your hands and helped your kid learn how to wash their hands. And so... There's some simple things today that I want us all to lean into. There's some principles I feel like we can apply to our life, not just laundry and hand washing, some spiritual principles that I think will really uh, make a difference. So I encourage you just to lean in with me um, as we go through these. And the first one I want to talk about is this, is that, man, for our families, for our lives, we have to have authentic faith. And I say authentic faith Because, I'm going to be real, there's those of us who are walking around with a slightly inauthentic faith. And what I mean by that is that some people have yet to realize that there's more to God than just Sundays, okay? That there's more to God than just religion. And so, man, I just ask, are you leaning on the power, the anointing that comes from God? That, man, there's an incredible relationship, an incredible strength... For every situation available to you in Christ Jesus. And so there's more to God than religion. You can have a relationship with God that is dynamic and it's real and it's vibrant and it's life changing. And it affects your here and now. It affects your parenting decisions. It affects how you respond to people. Before you make that phone call, before you respond to that email, right? Before you call customer service, amen? Um, You know, it's saying, man, Holy Spirit, speak to me. God, I'm listening. Lord, I I ask you to, to move through me. The best advice that I could give anybody about anything is get close to God. Get close to Jesus. It's the best marriage advice. It's the best relationship advice. It's the best parenting advice. It's get close to God. I mean, it's the foundation more than anything. We should know him. So get as close as Jesus to Jesus as you can before you make parenting decisions, before you make life decisions. We want to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We want to hear from God. Proverbs fourteen twenty six. Reverence for God gives a man deep strength his children have a place of refuge and security so we see here that man one of our biggest uh, opportunities here is to have reverence for god a, a, a an acknowledgment that god you are first in my life and when we do so it gives us a deep strength and man our children begin to have a place of refuge and security that only comes from god being first in our life God takes the priority. Joshua 24:15, a famous verse, "Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, but as for me" In my household, we will serve the Lord. We can't go any further without this principle, y'all. We've got to apply this to our life that we walk in an authentic faith that's real, that's active. Man, we're getting to know God on a daily basis. We're in our Bible. We're in the Word. We're listening to the Holy Spirit. We're worshiping. We're showing up to church. We're showing up to prayer. We're showing up to small group. We're taking the opportunity that has been given to us to actually live out our faith in a real Vibrant way. I think it's so important that, man, in our, in our, uh, in our culture, in our Western society, that we don't slip into apathy. That we don't slip into just sort of the routine of life, right? That, man, you know, uh, that, re- that relationship with God just becomes sort of another placeholder in our week, right? But no, God is, is, is in all things. He, he is, he's the sustainer of all things. And so we have to realize that everything we have, everything that we are comes and flows through him. In him, we have our being. And so he deserves a level of acknowledgement, a level of reverence. Man, we say, God, I choose today to ask for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so the second one, we've got to have authentic faith. But the second one that's going to help us with our family, it's going to help us with our kids, it's going to help us in our lives is discovering purpose, right? We've got to discover purpose. And yes, I slid in one of our vision statements into this sermon because we like to do that because it's a good reminder, right? Our vision here at Christian Church is to take you on a spiritual journey where you do four things. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And I think discovering purpose is vital to our family's life, to our children's life. Um, why? Because I believe it's a, it's like a fuel for our lives. Um, I mean, we often say, you've heard us say, the two best days of your life are the day uh, that that you're born and the day that you discover why right i would I would kind of say that man, for a parent, man, maybe the two best days of a parent's life is is the day that your child is born and the day that you get to watch them discover why they were put on this earth. What a blood i mean can, can we just think about that for a moment? what an honor it is at, as a parent to 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 watch your child to help guide your child towards discovering their purpose. Now I know that my mom and my dad were elated when I came into the world because come on, right? I mean 19 September 3rd 1989 was a good day for Mark and Liz Linton, okay? <laughs> and so um so, but man, I know as much, as much as me entering this earth, uh, brings joy to them, them getting to, to help guide me and, and watch me walk in the purpose of why I'm here on this earth can't compare, right? The joy of getting to watch their their child discover the why of me walking in my purpose, of my dad getting to sit here on the front row watching me do the thing that I love to do. You know what I mean? That, like, man, I'm, and and y'all, I mean, I'm 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 living my best life, okay? I'm living my dream. Like y'all, you know, I made I made this joke to my wife last night. I was like, man, you you couldn't pay me enough money to do anything else. And she's like, well, and now we kind of (laughs) laughed. But no, seriously, I mean, you, you couldn't pay me to do anything else. And so, uh, man, but, you know, it, it, the process wasn't easy. It, it, I didn't discover this overnight, um, man. But thanks to the Holy Spirit and, and to their guidance, man, I, I'm, I'm here and, and I'm walking in it. And it's just such a joy. And it's helped keep discovering my purpose has helped keep me close to God. Right? Because when you're walking in purpose, it, it requires a relationship with God. It requires that authentic faith we were talking about. And so discovering our purpose is so important. We want to help our kids not just to, we want to help our kids excel, not just set high expectations for them without reason, you know? And so your child doesn't have to be good at everything. Find the one thing that they're good at and go all in on that one thing, okay? They may not be the straight A student. They may be, they may not be, but that's okay, right? Because we're all wired differently. Help your child find the thing that they excel at. Purpose is so important to our family, to our kids, and to our individual lives. And it's why we offer the growth track. You know, we, we just say, man, give us four weeks. Give us four Sundays where we can help you get on a path of discovering, developing, and using your God-given purpose. Acts twenty twenty four, Paul writes, he says, man, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Man, my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given to me. So we want to find that thing that the Lord has given to us. Amen. Number three. Um, so we've got to have authentic faith, right? We want to discover our purpose. And that's so important. And number three is, I tell this to uh, students all the time. we got to have the right relationships. we got to have the right relationships. And this goes for family this goes for our kids. This also goes for our personal lives. We talk about this over and over again on Wednesday nights with the students at youth group that man, having the right relationships is so, so important. It's often said we are the sum total of our relationships. And we also say all the time, man, you show me your friends. I'll show you your future, right? Man, to students, I'm like, hey, man, show me the people that you're hanging out with. I'll show you the direction that your life is headed in. And that's kind of harsh, but it's real. And, uh, you know, it's it's important. It's why we invest in small groups. It's why we did so desire to get people c- connected here at Christian Old Church, because we just want you to be around people who will help reinforce what God is trying to do in your life. And that's what I tell students. I'm like, man, I just want you to be around people who are helping affirm the things that God has in your life, not distract you from the things that God has in your life. And so Proverbs twenty-seven nineteen gives a pretty pointed um, uh, instruction. It says, man, a mirror reflects a man's face, but what he really is like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. And so, you know, I, I told the students this past Wednesday even, you know, I, I lived this verse Like, I I saw this verse on display in my life. And so when I chose friends who weren't living a God-honoring life, I did a lot of dishonoring things to God, right? And the reverse was true. The times in my life where I've been the most hungry and passionate and pursuing God of walking in my purpose, when I felt closest to God, is when I was surrounding myself with people who were also walking close to God, who were also in step with what God was doing and, and we're reinforcing or help pushing me in the right direction. There's a message that our students heard at a conference where the whole theme was check your circle, right? We got to check our circle. Who's in our circle? And man, adults, I, I give you that encouragement. Man, who's, who's in your circle? I would never say that we're not called to, to, um, to, to reach people, right? To love those around us, you know, to be the good Samaritan, to, to get outside of, of our circle. But, you know, we have to keep in mind the type of people that we're allowing to influence for us, right? The kind of voices that we allow to speak into our situations. And so it's important. I believe it's wisdom. And I believe wisdom Says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that, man, the the people in my life, the circle that I'm surrounding myself with is people who are going to encourage and edify people. Because I know that when I do that, I am better able to reach outside of my circle and bring people in. Amen? And so, man, we gotta check our circle. You gotta check your kid's circle. I'm gonna say this, you're the parent. Get wisdom for how you, you help your child pick friends and i remember being a teenager and i remember saying you know like no they're they're cool you know dad like i want to go hang out with them like they're cool you know and it's like all right that's fine they can be cool as long as it's cool for them to come to youth on wednesday night you know what i'm saying they can hang out with you there we can get them saved right and so man we we've got to make sure we've got the right relationships uh for our family And so, you know, we've gotta have authentic faith, right? We need to, we need to be on this path of discovering our purpose. And this last one right here, and we gotta have right relationship, and this last one right here is sort of the glue to everything, and it's vital. Because like I said, you know, the mess will find us. The mess will bubble up out of nowhere, right? The mess will just sort of, you know, all of a sudden we're, we're covered in it. And so this last one is, man, we've got to have amazing grace, not just grace, amazing grace. And I love saying amazing grace because the song says amazing grace. The song doesn't say, okay, grace, right? Average grace. No, God's grace is amazing. It is. And I believe that it is It is, it is the glue in our families. God's grace doesn't make sense. We have to have it in our lives we have to recognize that our kids require grace. I don't even have to sell that point, right? I mean, kids require grace. The next generation requires grace. People at our jobs require grace, right? Our husband, our wife, our friends require grace. And you know what else? You need grace. You need. We all need grace in our lives. And so don't be too slow to extend grace. And don't be too proud to receive grace. Amen. Don't be too slow to extend grace. And don't be too proud to receive grace. I'm gonna read you a story. A son wrote to his dad. And uh so this this dad, wonder where his son was, came into his room and pulled out this letter that his son had left him on his pillow. His dad began to read the letter and said, Hey dad just want to let you know that I've eloped. Yep. I've eloped to Stacy. She's older than me. And, uh, well, dad, she's pregnant and, uh, I'm going to be moving in with her. We've got a camper out in the middle of the woods. We're going to be growing our own marijuana and trading it with people for other drugs. And God and and dad, I pray that you will pray to God and ask him to find a cure for Stacy's AIDS so that she'll be healed. And God, I mean, and Dad, I, I pray um, that one day I'll be able to come home and visit you so that you can meet all of your grandkids. P.S. There's a report card. In my drawer, and I just want to make sure that you knew that there are things worse than having a C on my report card. Thank you, dad. I'll be home later. All of a sudden you're like, wow, my kid is amazing. Okay. I don't want to. Man, kids require grace. I mean, like there's this whole opportunity that I, I, I don't want to be so hung up on somebody's mistakes that I forget that, man, they, they, they need My forgiveness. Mark chapter 3 verse 25 says, If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. I think there's these moments in life where, you know, maybe we're standing outside and we're looking at the neighbor's lawn and we're thinking, man, their grass really is a lot greener over there. And maybe we're looking at somebody else's situation. We're looking at somebody else's family and we're saying, man, the grass is really greener over there. I wish I had what they had. And so, man, we we love to say that the grass isn't greener at your neighbor's house. The grass is greener where you water it. And so where you begin investing is is where you're going to see that green grass grow. And so, man, a house divided against itself cannot stand. We got to stop looking outside of our own house and begin looking inside of our own and begin seeing how am I investing here? Right? Not how can I get what's out there. How can I begin building right here. Not how can I get what's in that family. But how can I begin building my family right here. Not how like oh. How can I get that relationship. No how can I work on me in pursuit of that relationship. That I want to find in my life. We got a water on grass. Ephesians 4.32 says man. Be kind. And compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Just as Christ God. Forgave you. Man, we'll never have to forgive somebody more than God forgave us, right? That, man, just as Jesus forgave us, we get to extend that same grace, that same forgiveness to those around us. And so, you know, I really want to drive home this responsibility for the next generation. And, you know, we've been talking about some stuff that really applies uh, to, man, our life, that we got to have authentic faith. We've got to discover our purpose. We've got to have the right relationships. Amen. Come on. And man, we, we really, we it requires God's amazing grace to hold it all together, to make it work, to get through the mess. But I really want to drive home this responsibility and reinforce some things that I said and drive home this whole idea of, man, we have a responsibility for the next generation, and so I want to read to you Psalm 127 verses 3 through 5. And um, I heard this encouragement given to me, and I want to give it to y'all. Psalm 127 verses 3 through 5 says, "Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a gift, and it may not feel like it sometimes, but they are. And I know that at 3 a.m., I'm not thinking as I'm as I was holding my son when he would wake up in the middle of the night. What a God! What a gift you've given me. You know what I mean?" It's like, oh, Lord, this burden, I bear it daily. And so, man, children are a gift. They are a gift from the Lord. And it says they are a reward from Him. And some translations even say of Him. Right? That that our children are of the Lord. They they are of God. That, That He is their Father, ultimately, their spiritual Father. And so, man, we... We've been entrusted to the next generation. That God has given us this gift, this reward, and it's to all of us. And I just want to say for a moment, you know, maybe you've encountered issues with having children. Maybe you don't have children of your own. There's difficulty around that, and maybe you feel left out of this verse. And I just want to have everyone here today that, man, we have all been trusted with the responsibility of raising up and investing in the next generation. That it is, it is, it is a purpose that God has given to all of us that we would go and we would steward our influence into kids, to children, to teenagers, to the next generation. And whatever role that would, that may be, whether you are a parent or a foster parent or a coach or a bus driver or a teacher or you you work in the lunchroom or you serve in the nursery here at our church, it takes a village to raise a child. We all have a role to play. And talking about simple things, you know, we always, man, we I, I want to go and I want to change the world. And so many times God's like, man, can can you just be faithful with this child right in front of you? We want to go, God, send me to the mission field. And God's like, man, there's a lot of unreached people in the nursery right now. Oliver James Lenton sure is one of them. That boy needs some Jesus, y'all. Be praying for his soul. But seriously, we want to go, man, Lord, send me to the nations. It's like, wow, can you love the two-year-olds, the three-year-olds? Right here, the opportunity that's been given to us. It's simple. It's simple. It's right here. It's in front of us. The responsibility has been placed before us. We get to see it all the time. We've got a K3 through 12th academy here. And we have children here. all I mean, Monday through Friday, it's the most awesome thing in the world. Because at any time when I'm feeling unproductive or I just don't want to be productive, I can go walk the halls of the school and disrupt classes and just have fun and maybe slide some people some treats, maybe bring them Chick-fil-A for lunch. And it's the most fun thing in the world for me because, man, I get to be around the future, right? I get to be around the ones that God says are a gift, that they are a reward from him. And so we've all been entrusted. We all have this role to play. And so the scripture verse goes on to say in verse 4 of Psalm 127 that, man, children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. And I heard the pastor give this illustration, you know, a, a, an arrow in a warrior's hands is the best possible place for that arrow, arrow to be. Definitely not in my hands. For sure not in my hands, Okay. I'll be the first to admit. But an arrow in a warrior's hand, in a hunter's hand, right? That's a good place for that arrow to be. And so there's a process to shooting an arrow, right? Very simply, it goes a little something like this. You got to take a stance, right? So you set your stance. You draw the arrow back, right? You got to anchor it to your chin. You aim that arrow and you release, right? So very simply, you set your stance, you draw back, anchor to your chin, aim, you release. So, for us, as parents, as those who have been entrusted with the next generation, we have to take our stance. We have to stand firm in the Word of God. We have to stand firm in our faith. That man, our 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 whole foundation... Is built upon faith and having an authentic faith in God like we mentioned. And so we stand firm. We take our stance and then we draw. So man, I've been given 18 years of Oliver's life and, and starting at the end of April, beginning of May, I'll, I'll begin 18 years with our daughter, Esme Elizabeth Linton, who I'm so excited to meet in just a couple of months. And I've got these 18 years to, to, to bring some tension into their life, to draw them back. To get the word of God into their life, right? Because their future power rests upon them being put around the things of God. And so I'm saying that, man, as you're growing older, that I'm stretching you out, okay? And this stretching is a good thing. When I say no to hanging out with that friend, it's a good thing. When I say yes, we're going to church today, it's a good thing. When I say yes, we're going to study some scripture today, it's a good thing. That we're drawing back, we're creating that tension, and then we anchor. Where are we going to anchor? Well, Psalm 92 says that, man, we anchor in the house of God. Because when we do, it says, man, when we're planted in the house of the Lord, the righteous, man, they'll flourish like palm trees. They'll be strong like the cedars of Lebanon. And so something that, man, I'm trying to enforce into our students' life is that I love that you come on Wednesday nights. I love that you come to youth group. And I love that you come whenever we hang out and have an event. But I need you here on Sunday mornings. And I just want to celebrate all the teenagers who are here this morning on a Sunday morning saying, I'm planting myself in the house of the Lord. Amen. Because the, the decline in church attendance as soon as college hit is incredible. I mean, it's, it's, it's terrifying in a sense without God. And so now is our time that we anchor, we plant our children in the house of God where they'll flourish, they'll be strong. And then we aim, right? So we've taken our stance, we draw back, we anchor in the house of God, and then we aim, and there's that purpose again. We're aiming our child. We're guiding them towards their purpose, We're coming along behind him and saying, "No, no, no, right there, right there. Just adjust just a little bit. There's the target." And then we release. We send them out. We let them go. Easy for me to say. I haven't got. I haven't got to do it yet. But we release. We let them go. We send them out, trusting that we did the best we could. So, are you ready to help build the next generation? Do you think that we could unite here at Christian Old Church and say, man, we just, we care so much about the future of God's church. That we're willing to say, man, I'll figure out what my role is. It may not be much. I may not be the person leading a small group at youth group. But there's a way that you can steward your influence into the next generation. Parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle. Right? I got a burden on my heart today as we talk about stance, draw, anchor, aim, release, I got a burn on my heart today to speak to those in the room that maybe you released your child into the world only to see that arrow just flying in a direction that you never intended. Maybe that arrow just sailed right past the target that you aimed for them. And so maybe you're hearing all that we've said today and, and there's just been this underlying guilt this underlying sadness this underlying shame maybe about your relationship with your child and maybe you wish that you could go retrieve that arrow and and try it again i would want you to hear this today and i believe that this is the grace of truth that god wants to speak to you today listen to me you did the best you could with what you had You did the best you could with what you knew. And God's amazing grace is here for the rest. At the end of the day, your child is God's child. And He loves them so much. So, so much. And so would you receive today the grace of God in your life? That today we could just let go and we could just release and say Jesus I trust you that God forgives you that God forgives all of us to a measure that we could not earn or deserve God's grace is amazing it doesn't make sense we just have to receive it And so I want to pray for all those who, who may, maybe you feel like just a failure as a parent Maybe you're like man I, I I did know better and and I just didn't steward my 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 influence well. God's grace is sufficient for all of us today, and I'm just so bold to believe that man, God forgives and God loves and God celebrates you being here today, and so With every head bowed and every eyes closed, I just want to say a prayer for those desiring maybe a restored relationship with their child. Maybe you're in here today and you're just like, God, I want you to heal these wounds for me as a parent. If that's you today, and and there's just been this burden, this this overwhelming, you know, sense in your heart that man, God, I if I'd have known this sooner, if I'd have known some of these things sooner. Or you're frustrated. That the mess, man, it didn't stay contained. You feel covered by it. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. I want to pray for you today. Father God, for those who are here today, Lord, feeling that pain, Lord, I just pray right now for every single one that they would receive your love. They would receive your amazing grace today, Jesus, that your forgiveness would wash over them. Father God, that, that they would be set free, released, healed of every burden. Father God, that we would give it to you and we would lay it at your feet. Trusting, God, that what you did on the cross and your son Jesus is sufficient for us today. That the stripes on Jesus' back, the bruises, that they're enough, that they're sufficient for us. So Jesus, we trust you and we love you, and I pray a blessing over families today, God. I pray a blessing over parents today, Father God. I pray a blessing over those Lord who who have been entrusted to invest in the next generation, Lord. And I pray God that they would instu- that they would steward their influence well, Jesus. And I pray God that that you would. Um, cause restoration to happen between you and between um, young men and women all across uh, this county, Father God, all across this world, Lord. And I pray, Father God, that you would draw men and women to yourself, Jesus. And I pray, God, Father God, for restoration amongst parents and children. And I want to give an invitation today because... You know, one of our foundational points was that we've got to live with authentic faith. And if you're trying to go at this journey of life without faith as your foundation, I want to give you an opportunity today to say, today I choose to trust God. If you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never said yes to salvation in Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity today. It's very simple. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting eternal life. Man, very simply, as humans we've messed up, but God rescued us. And so our faith in Jesus and Jesus alone It's what starts the journey. If you're here today and you want to give your life to Christ, you want to surrender everything to Him, I'm just going to ask you on the count of three just to lift your hand. One, two, three. Amen. 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 Church family, pray this prayer with me as those who are praying it for the first time. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today acknowledging my sin, my mistakes, where I have fallen short. And I choose today to trust you, God. I choose today to lean on your grace. I receive today the free gift of salvation and I commit my life to following you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Will you stand to your feet with me this morning? And if you'll open up your hands, I want to pray a blessing over you today. And just say a a blessing over families today. Listen, there's going to be an opportunity. I encourage you, man, to come down after if you need prayer. To come down to this altar after we're dismissed and receive prayer from somebody if you need it in your life. And if you are looking for somebody, man, to help you walk out some of the things we talked today, would you join a group? parents the parenting small group today at four thirty. it's 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 great there's child care provided hallelujah thank you jesus so even if just for that right but get somebody in your life get a right relationship who can help you walk this life we've got to have authentic faith we've got to discover a purpose of right relationships and receive the amazing grace god has Blessed are you, O Lord, King of the universe. You've commanded blessing to be spoken over your people. And Father God, I just pray today for each family here today, and I pray a special blessing over these families, over these homes today, God. And to you today, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And the Lord lift up the light of his countenance on you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.